0: what's up guys welcome to made of miller the podcast where four sisters get together and talk about all things family relationships and everything in between we're your hosts sarah Katie, leah and leslie and we're made of miller well guys welcome back to another week of made of miller we are so excited to be on the second episode of season two uh, today, we have Sarah and Leslie not with us because Leslie's on the road for work and Sarah is traveling overseas, you know, no big deal. But we have Katie back this week, which that's exciting. Um, Katie, why don't you let us know what's been going on? We let our listeners know that your family has been going through some things lately. Why don't you share on that?
1: Yes. So I am so happy to be back with you guys. Um, it's been too long. And so I'm very happy to be here, but on a more serious note, um, Seth and I were recently, over the past year, there's been some just different health complications coming up in Seth's body where he's been experiencing numbness and tingling in his legs, um, just from like his waist down, just a lot of numbness and loss of control of of muscles. And what seemed like maybe it was just a pinched nerve began to sort of concern us in various ways. I'm not going to get into all of it, but if you're familiar with the diagnosis, then you'll understand. Um, so we took him to the hospital and they kept him and ran tests on his spine and different things. And sadly, they found uh, lesions on both his spine and his brain, and he, which is uh, the signs of MS. So he was diagnosed with MS and we're sort of, this is a, a fresh thing for our family. We don't know what it entails. We don't know what it will look like down the road. Mm -hmm. We are staying in faith that God can and will heal him, but also wanting to partner naturally with his body and just take the best care that we can to keep him healthy and strong. Um, but it's been, uh, I, it's still pretty raw. There's a lot going on there but uh, we are continuing to learn more as we go. And like I said, this is fresh, so we don't know, have all the answers yet. We're just taking um, one step at a time moving forward. Uh, But aside from that, things are going really well. They've just been busy, lots of meetings and just a lot going on in the, the nations that Seth is working with various countries doing different projects. So it's really been kind of exciting for him and just a, uh, in the work field, but yes, that's kind of where things are at. Um, I know I sound more uppity perhaps about it, but it is, it is a, a jarring and grim diagnosis, if you will. And we, but we just want to continue to walk in hope and faith and just believe for the best outcome under the circumstances that we're in right now.
0: Definitely. Well, that's really all you can do is just take it one step at a time. And, you know, everybody processes grief and just things they're going through differently. And um, I'm so impressed by the way that you guys are walking this out. I mean, even just in the first few weeks of finding out, so...
1: Yeah, I'm very, Seth has been very
0: strong and it's been amazing. I want to just put out there that, um, you know, because normally we wouldn't, we don't solicit our listeners for money, you know, things like that. But I do want to point out that um, we have a campaign where we're um, raising funds to help um, with, you know, medical costs and things like that. Because if you don't know, Seth and Katie and their family, they're missionaries. And so, you know, their primary thing that they're doing is, you know, traveling to nations, uh, preaching the gospel, just doing the work of the Lord. And so um, any bit that we can relieve uh, of the financial burden that comes with this, um, we want to help. So I will post a link on the Made of Miller page um, and you guys can get involved. And I'm sure, you know, we'll talk more about this as, you know, time goes on. But I think that we've said pretty much what we need to on that end today. Yeah,
1: I think a lot about, you know, as we took time off in the podcast, one of the things that I kept reflecting going back to is there's this movie called Steel Magnolias. Leah, Have you seen that movie? Oh,
0: it's been a while. So have okay, to it's, like
1: it's like there, it's like, it's even been a while for me, but the feeling of, that I got from that movie really hasn't left me. And that was like, uh, like these women, would kind of gather in like a salon, I think. I'm like, even it's funny to me, but they would, but it was interesting is they were all kind of different. I mean, they were different generations, but they were kind of in different seasons of life and yet they would always come together. And it was like the salon was like their grounding place. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, like, as I listened back on our episodes, it feels like when we come together and when we do the podcast, it feels like our grounding place. Like, like when you have a group of girlfriends or sisters, there's always like this place of like, where you're, each in different seasons. Like for Leslie, like this is an amazing season of renewal. Um, And in the past it wasn't. And in this season, it's a season of hardship for myself and my family. Um, But yet there's something about when you come together and there's that comfort of just being among friends and being with sisters and being able to, to share the real, to share the raw, but also to share the joy and, and laugh through you know, the difficult times, laugh through the pain, or, <laughs> that
0: sounds really dramatic. No, I know what you laugh mean. What, it's, I don't think, like, just because you're feeling pain that you're not allowed to laugh. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure when you're under under grievous circumstances to put, put a certain foot forward, like mm-hmm. to say, Like, it's like either they're like, you can't pretend that everything's okay, but you can't fall apart. And so there's a lot of pressure that comes with news like this, even from the outside of how people think that you need to act. And for me, I think the healthiest place to be is in the most authentic place to yourself Mm -hmm. and to where you feel like you're being honest with yourself and honest with your family. That to me is is ultimately the standard. As much as I love Gleaning from others when it comes to things such as grief, I feel like it's such a <laughs> ambiguous thing. You can't just tell someone what to do because you don't know what they're feeling or what they're thinking. And
0: yeah, it's so personal. You know. Yeah, like I was thinking
1: that. Like when I go to the bathroom, I close the door. And sometimes when I cry, I close the door. I don't necessarily. That was a terrible example. I don't pee in front of. I don't pee... I don't pee in front of our podcast listeners. <laughs> anyway Anyway.
0: I um,
1: (laughs) just have to say so right now I decided to purchase this cruising coconut coffee Mm -hmm. and it was this beautiful crisp bright blue packaging it was created by Dunkin Donuts which you know should have been a warning sign but I kept convincing trying to convince Sarah and Seth to try it with me. And they were like, No, Katie, I have a really bad feeling about this. So they basically convinced me not to drink it. And so it's been a while, maybe the coffee expired. But today I decided to make a single cup of this cruising coconut coffee. And I just want to say to our listeners, because we love you. And because we care. Never, ever, 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 ever buy this coffee because it is the grossest thing I've ever put in my mouth.
0: I believe it. And I would like to also say to our listeners that maybe don't have Dunkin' Donuts at home, period. Maybe just don't have it at home. I mean, I feel like that's a little controversial, but. There is something very
1: romantic about a Dunkin' Donuts trip, like, because the coffee's big, it's cheap. But I I have to be honest, I I have such a, a love and appreciation for a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. I don't think I've ever felt like, wow, that really woke me up. It it solved my caffeine problem. It's it's just more of a it's a romantic fantasy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like winter when it's like the sun kind of comes out and you're like, ooh, I need a nice coffee. It feels like- <laughs> I <laughs> it feels- need a nice coffee
1: every day. I live in
0: Hawaii. Oh my <laughs> word. I Can I-, you I imagine triple your bank account. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I can't get Dunkin' Donuts out here in Dallas or in California when I live there. Like, I'm telling you, iced coffee here is not the it's, same. Unless it's Starbucks or somebody that makes it specifically, it literally is disgusting. One time I went to like get like a McDonald's iced coffee. I was like and I ordered it and they're like you want ice in your coffee? And I was like what? I was like I want an iced coffee and they're like okay. And I was like but I should have known right then just stop ordering it. Um they gave me hot coffee with ice in it and I was like this is it was disgusting. <laughs> and that's just one (laughs) experience of many
1: (laughs) I used to work at a coffee shop and I had a couple customers they were like in their upper 70s and they'd always order a hot coffee with two cubes of ice and they would be (laughs) very upset if I did three cubes it's like they knew (laughs) so I mean but it's still I'm like man iced coffee feels like It's a common language,
0: man. It's the survival of humanity. Oh man, I, when I worked at Tim Hortons, which was like a, a low part in my life, I mean, if like, if you got, if anyone's ever been to Tim Hortons, which I'm sure you have, a, you're not living under a rock, so you probably have, oh. and I had, they had the ugliest uniforms, so like, I mean, it was already demeaning enough, I had to wear a hairnet, a, a visor, oh. like, I had to wear like a tucked in button up <laughs> shirt, like all the way I... to the top, I think I stopped wearing makeup, because I was like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, okay I, I just have to say
1: I remember when you would get dropped. <laughs> killing me when you would get dropped off for your Tim Hortons shifts and you looked like you were just barely like it was like so you were diminished.
0: It was that demoralizing. Was not for it, it, it was demoralizing, and you, anybody who's ever worked in fast food or just like in retail knows that people like they want to climb the ladder. So if you're not a supervisor, you are beneath them. Like you and so it was just like people okay. on power trips, and I'm like in my Tim Hortons uniform, just feeling like the biggest dork ever. And then they're like, "Get the panini, get the panini." (laughs) you don't know what (laughs) like i had this old old woman and I love I love the elderly community so like let me just explain, oh let me I say do. that we, have we do respect for yes. the elderly community we do but there was this elderly woman like we were around the corner from a retirement home and she would come in at 6 a.m and I was really new to the like new to the job probably like my second week and <laughs> she'd come in every day and order like a small decaf black coffee and a I think a blueberry muffin but I kept forgetting it and then one day she like laughed in my face and was like you don't remember (laughs) I was like like standing there like this sucks and I haven't forgotten it since (laughs) drama two things
1: first of all if you've ever watched Gilmore Girls do you remember the scene when Miss Patty goes in Dozy's Market and Kurt doesn't know who she is and he tells her to take the fruit out of her mouth and she's like if you knew who I was (laughs) you would never talk to me like that again or something like that. It feels very much like she was the Miss Patty of Tim Hortons. She
0: owned the place. I,
1: um, I too worked in the fast food industry and I had a, (laughs) I had a recent reflection. No, So you guys know from watching, you know, on the internet, like People like promote reels and just various things. You're like, how did you get a video of these like behind the scenes at various jobs when it's like, you know, this person had a bad work day and it's like them and like the inventory room and like boxes crap come crashing down. Well, when I worked at McDonald's, there was one day, one day, and this might get me arrested. Probably not though. (laughs) I was starving. I was so hungry. I don't know. It wasn't time for my work. I don't know. My lunch break. And so I wasn't, I wasn't going to go steal like food, food. So I went in the in the inventory room <laughs> and I drank, this is so gross. Oh my gosh. I drank a sweet and sour sauce packet. Oh. I'm pretty sure I drank a couple. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, at the time I was like, surely there are no security cameras in here surely there were and surely someone was like this poor desperate girl but it was it was the uniform killed me inside I I always oh the shame the agony I mean respect for getting a job you know doing you know first job it's but man yeah and a lot of power trips a lot of a lot of marching (laughs) I felt like one one of my managers just marched (laughs) <laughs> everywhere and he was so yeah. tall so maybe it's just in my head but I'm pretty sure he marched like he oh, was man. in the McDonald's regiment
0: I really like respect to any of our listeners who are in retail or in the food industry it is oh it yeah is, it's 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 tough work I mean things happen don't lie to us about those uniforms because you <laughs> yeah. know it's not so bad. It's like, well, then I guess you're not vain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Major respect for anyone working anywhere, doing anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Major respect to everybody working. Yeah, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. To all the people everywhere in all the world. Respect. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, but on a, you know, something that we wanted to address while we're on the podcast today is Leah mentioned something to me and I felt like it needed a moment to highlight just a new, um, I don't know,
0: trend perhaps. Yeah, um, Uggs are coming back, people. Uggs are back in style.
1: I just Uh, remember wearing Uggs with a skirt, like a a little Abercrombie skirt. And I'm telling you, did I feel like a million dollars absolutely i mean
0: (laughs) if you didn't have uggs who were you
1: honestly though we should do like a little poll on this uggs versus crocs i vote uggs to the umpteenth degree over crocs
0: i don't know Leah. no well i never i i don't know i mean i wouldn't really go with either but to be honest i just think uggs look like massive fluffy <laughs> like I just feel like I got I have bear feet like I, isn't that part of the logo isn't it like a bear claw yeah I feel like a bear like I just feel like I'm stomping <laughs> around in my Uggs my, fluff, <laughs> my fluffy Uggs oh my <laughs> I just I feel so poofy I don't know how to explain it it just makes me feel you like, know, I, don't know.
1: I don't think like, I ever had the traditional Ugg Ugg I had like the off-brand Ugg so they were much more lightweight but then those like when you have like I don't know there's something about narrowing everything like the, the lower you go down in your body it feels like to add narrow shoes it Feels like <laughs> a misbalanced power or something like Perhaps.
0: wait what do you mean I mean
1: I don't want giant ugly either because that also sounds very extreme I mean I think I've tried them on and I think I remember feeling that way I felt like I wanted to like destroy some leaves or something <laughs> I'm like I don't want to it felt like they were too heavy to kick somebody not that <laughs> I want to kick anybody but like maybe stomp on some
0: yeah like <laughs> 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 Uggs are just they just are and I feel like Crocs even though like Maybe I wouldn't wear them for a style choice, but I would wear them, like, like around the beach. Don't come for me. I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to look Oh, cute. my God, at the beach. <laughs> I mean, I'm not married. I mean I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am married. I think so I, I'm saying I'm married now, so I don't care if I'm wearing Crocs on the beach. <laughs> Peter wouldn't even notice. He'd be like, cool shoes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Not that I've ever, I feel like I should clarify to our listeners. I am not the type of person that goes to the beach to show off anyhow, single or or married. Oh, Lee and I, when we were,
1: when she came and visited me in Hawaii, Lee and I just, we are, and I feel like this is kind of a lot of what it goes back to this thing about the podcast and our sisterhood and friendships is that feeling of being invincible. And where you're not embarrassed and you can just be your truest self. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like uh, in so many ways, like when Leah was here in Hawaii, like we were not there to look hot on the beach. I mean, I don't want to degrade ourselves, but I mean, we definitely had a mission, and that was to have complete and utter delight and joy. Not no matter the cost at someone else's expense, but we definitely all of the dignity and pride and booty shots were left on the wayside. I would never do a booty shot. I shouldn't. Oh, have that. Are
0: you <laughs> <laughs> never? Wait, 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 What do you mean? Like, are you talking about like the, those bathing suits? Oh, well, okay. But- for
1: example, like we went to this beach. It's called Magic Sands. It's a very popular beach here, but the way- the surf is pretty intense. Like, it's just like it just. <laughs> so, her and I. The thing about the sand and it's called magic sands because the sand kind of disappears. But what they don't mention is that half the sand disappears in your bathing suit. So Lee yeah. and I were probably too much information. <laughs> we we just sat by the edge of the water and every time the waves would come, I mean, we were like crashing <laughs> around. Like, whoa, <laughs> our, I mean, it felt like we had diapers on because we had so much sand in our bathing suits we were, and we, we were just had it it in. fall. We were laughing so hard and just like completely, you know, we were not there to impress anyone. And there's something about the strength of friendship, like when you're with your best friend and you just feel invincible and you're just... <sighs> I don't know. It's just such a refreshing feeling. As we talk about this feeling of being your truest self, being able to have fun, being able to just be genuine and authentic and enjoy yourself. Like that feeling of invincibility that you have with your friends there. At some point in your life, you have to start to even cultivate that on your own Mm -hmm. and start to even create that atmosphere around you. I think it's so important uh, this quote just struck me and it says, I think the reward for conformity is that everyone likes you except yourself. That was said by mm-hmm. Rita Mae Brown. Growing up, I had a lot of uh, relationships, either boyfriends or friends, and I felt like I always had to change myself to match the person that I was with. And even when you grow up, there's still that pressure to want to like conform to the environment that you're in, where it's like, oh, well, everyone here is quote unquote mature or they're this or they're that and I'm like I have to be less of this or more of this and and it's like you start to lose the compass of of who am I. Mm. And another quote that kind of just reinforces this that I really love is it says care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. That was said by Lao Tzu T Z U.
0: Care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. That resonates right? I feel like it does. Like, I mean, that's just part of my testimony. Like for years um, growing up, you know, in church or just with my friends, like I had this thing where it's not like I was trying to be, it's not like I was try- setting out to be a people pleaser. I just, I was like, I would get excited about something someone else would be excited about. And I would really be like, cause that's just me. I'm just like, if you're happy about something, I'm happy about it with you. And like, but what happens is sometimes I can lose my sense of identity. Like, in my excitement for other people. It sounds funny. I'm like, I'm just so thoughtful. No, just kidding. But what I mean mean is like, I can like lose my sense of self in the things that other people are excited about and start like going, what do you need? What can I do? How can I build like your vision? Or how can I like make this happen for you? And really at the core, there's a little bit of that people pleasing thing where it's like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, what do you want to hear? Like, what do you want to see? Like, who do you want me to be? Or, 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 you know, what do you, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? I'll be that person for you. There was like a sense of like, almost like pride in being that person and being that follower and being that friend. And what happened is like, I had things in my heart that I wanted to do that, you know, or things that just, you know, I, I knew about myself to be true, but they just were never, they would kind of like manifest in part, like they were, they were Parts of myself. Like, there were parts of me doing worship. There are parts of me, you know, doing certain things. Like, but it wasn't like me fully embracing really what was in my heart. And I really only had myself to blame for that. Like, I really was like a prisoner to what other people thought of me or wanted from me. And it was my own doing because I didn't advocate who Leah was.
1: I mean, I think in some ways, There's something about something in our society. I think that uh, this is to your point, but also just like a different thought is like, a lot of times it's like, there's this expectation to be extremely special. Even just growing up with three sisters where, you know, we all have different personalities and some of you have siblings and friends that feel like siblings and where you feel like, you know, for example, because Leah and I are here and we're on the podcast and this is vulnerable, but I know these are just things that we know to be true is that Leah's always had a very special gifting and calling and a lot of times, you know, when you're family, you become the biggest fan of each other and sometimes that's not always true and I'm sorry for that, but I am one of Leah's biggest fans and I've always believed that she was truly special. And I never wanted to see her diminish or become less than because someone else expected her to not think that way. And even without Leah, even trying to say, think I am special or I'm important. Leah's natural. I know I'm speaking, I'm seeking for you, but from an outside perspective, so you can mm-hmm. take it how you will. But Leah's always had just a very strong, gifting and calling and it's just uh there's always been something unique and special about Leah that we've all known from a very young age she just had very uh unique traits that were it was like she was gifted and so seeing some like seeing her be her truest self is these attributes are naturally on display for Leah and for someone like me like trying to uh this sounds terrible because I'm not trying to degrade myself I really do believe that we're all we all have very special giftings and callings but to try to force to have a level of influence that may not necessarily be even for you to be your most authentic self like someone asked me recently to help with this gardening committee and they were Mm -hmm. like would you like to be on like the the board of like which is hilarious. It's like a gardening committee and they wanted me to help with the, you know, be like one of the visionaries. And I said, to be honest, I said, I, I want to be, but I'm better at being told what to do than I am at, you know, being the visionary and being, and sometimes being your truest self is being okay with being quote unquote small and not mm-hmm. real, and realizing like wherever life flows naturally is where you belong. And it's okay if, if, if that brings you to a place of, of greater influence, or even just like, you know, I know that this is hitting something because right now with social media, everybody feels this pressure now to be special, to be, to have, like, you can't just post like an average picture. It has to be something you have to teach. You have to do this or that. And like, for me, the pressure that I've found, which is funny because this is way in a different sphere. Is I am a very naturally strange, weird, like goofy. Like I just Seth and I together, we are just goofballs. Like we like to laugh, we like to have fun, we like to play, yeah. and like there's this this sense of pressure. Like oh, you need to grow up, or you're acting so young, or or you're weird, or. But then, like from in my experience, um, when I'm around people and I'm able to be my truest self, I feel like it sets an invitation for them to be their truest selves. And granted, I tend to, uh, you know, attract like the not crazy, like crazy in the bad way, crazy in a good way, because that's just what, you know, the whole your vibe, your tribe kind of thing. I do believe that, you know, we attract certain people, whether we try to or not, but by being your authentic self, you find like that you give permission for other people to be, to be safe but I also want to say, give permission for people that are special in your life. Allow them to be what they're called to be. Don't stop or diminish that. You know, it's so easy to, to wish your life away and wish you were something. But instead, I, I want to say, fan the flame of people around you. When there's, when there's a gifting, like celebrate it and cultivate it and, and, and be someone that stands alongside and cheers people on and celebrate yourself. Don't think less of yourself.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm like, honestly, like I'm getting emotional because like, I mean, you guys know, like from my perspective, so like, this is from my perspective growing up and, and thinking like, my sisters are just as special. They have, they're just as like, they have as many giftings. And I don't mean this in like a falsely like false humility way. It's just like what I really believe. Like I, I see something so special in each of you. And yet I recognize that there was like certain things that kind of seemed to like make me different. But I think that's true of all of us. Um, but I think what's emotional is it's been like, as much as it seems to come naturally for me to be myself, like, as much as it seems natural, like, it actually, like, has also been really difficult, like, to be myself, like, I mean, I think that's true of all of us, like, we could say that, you know, trying to be yourself in a world that's, like, be something different comes with its challenges, and I just feel like I just have spent a lot of years pressing a lot, and, and, and being quiet, and, like, you know, when I was, when I moved to California, and I was with a ministry, that was like, that was the first time that I really felt like I was able to be myself and it was like completely accepted. I didn't have to hide. I didn't have to diminish myself. I didn't have to make myself larger or smaller. I could just be me. Um, But that like hasn't, That's that sometimes is, it's rare to find communities that like, you really feel like you can be yourself you just have to at some point make the choice that you you're going to be yourself despite in spite of what people think or what they want from you or you know like even if people like it even if people don't it's like you get to a certain point where it just there nothing good can come from suppressing yourself. Yep. yep.
1: Super important to live within I know Leslie hit on the word limitless and I do agree there is a limit, there are limiting beliefs that we believe about ourselves, but there's also uh, limiting beliefs that keep us stuck trying to live another way than we're really capable and meant to live, and so in the same way limiting beliefs may lead you to I don't want to say it's like accepting it, but at the same time, it's accepting some limitations while still living in a limitless mindset in the way of what's in your heart and what's your, what your heart's desires are, what comes naturally. But when you're constantly being fed things from the media, you start to take on other beliefs that aren't, weren't even yours to begin with, you know? Yeah. And so to not even to not make your limiting beliefs based off of I don't know if that makes sense but it's just like where you start to put higher expectations on yourself and you're capable of living out in a way that is fruitful and good for your soul, your heart, your body, your mind.
0: It makes sense. Cause it's kind of like, that's like, kind of like how trends work. So like, so, you know, there's a certain hairstyle that's in, or there's a certain <laughs> yeah, outfit that. that's in. And then literally everybody gets it. And, and let me be clear. I am, I am not it's against not, trends. We're not preaching no trends. I mean, like, but, but there is something to be said of like, there's an intelligent approach to trends to say,
1: I like this style. It doesn't work for me yes like pixie cuts on the Miller girls we always joke about how bad all four of us would look with pixie cuts it's just not in the cards for our head
0: shapes I can say with confidence I would look like a boy (laughs) (laughs) I mean and I you know with confidence that I would
1: probably take down every beer in my house if I got a pixie cut not because I think pixie cuts are ugly because I don't But my head shape, because I had a friend, she had a beautiful head, and she got a pixie cut, and she, you know who I'm talking about, right? (laughs) She looked amazing. But I'm like, absolutely not. I mean, Audrey Hepburn, are you kidding me? Yes. We're not Audrey.
0: No, we're not Audrey. And I'm not, like, I... I have beautiful sisters, but it's just our face shapes. So like you kind of know what works for you. <laughs> so the point is is when you're like and we're
1: also not taking any any advice on getting pixie cuts. so
0: yes you can hold your advice out there (laughs) you we don't need you to message us saying "Oh, but you would and then you know because it just no we've been Uh -uh. joking and laughing about this yeah don't take away our joy yeah don't take away our joy we just every once in a while when we need a good laugh we just picture ourselves with short 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 hair (laughs) (laughs) I mean you have our permission just picture us with short hair it just won't work it it just won't And on that note, we are going to close off with this final quote from Dolly Parton. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We just love being back here with you all. Would you do us a favor and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It really helps us out. Go ahead and share it with your friends and your family. We'd really appreciate it. We hope you guys have a great next week. We love you all. Till next time.